everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Estate Chat with Nat. Now, I know I've been focusing on my journey through Airbnb, and I will certainly get back to that. But I saw a post in our Airbnb community that I couldn't ignore, especially at this time of year. Now, I just want you to imagine for a second that you go through the process of searching for your perfect Airbnb. You save up the money and you buy it with the intention to rent it out and have vacationers or um, tenants living there. But then you start to notice that something is slightly different. There's an eerie feeling that you must have missed before. So you try to ignore it. You try to move past this feeling, but something keeps coming back. You aren't really sure what to make of it. And then you start to realize that every homeowner's worst nightmare is coming true. Your house is haunted. And these signs in the shape of feelings quickly start turning into more. In my podcast today, I am interviewing a fellow Airbnb host who is currently renovating a house that has a past that may literally be coming back to haunt her. I don't want to give too much away, but she has actual photos of footprints, handprints, and creepy symbols that are only detectable by a black light, which she can't fully explain. Stay tuned for my interview with Elsie. So how's it going? Good. Good. Um, so yeah, I, just so you know how I kind of found you, uh, I was on the Airbnb uh, community page and I was just looking around. I love like reading what people are dealing with because as like a newer host, I'm just like, what's coming my way? <laughs> like, what do I need to you know, know about? And then Same I- with me because I haven't actually set it all up yet, but I kind of wanted to know what I was jumping myself getting into and, you know trying to prepare yeah no it's good that like you do that ahead of time because it's like okay from everything like from what kind of towels to buy like linens like they just give good tips so I'm always kind of like paying attention Mm -hmm. and in my podcast recently I've been sort of just documenting my journey and like kind of talking about what I've been experiencing from purchasing to like just the closing process because there's always things that come up with that um but then I saw your post and I was like this sounds pretty creepy. <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, I guess we can start from the beginning just so that anybody who's listening sort of knows like what we're talking about exactly. And um, I did just watch some of the videos that you sent me, which are pretty crazy. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that in a second. But I guess like what I'm curious about, like, is how did this all start? Like from start, you you went and you purchased this house, like from that to like where we are now, like how did that all come together? So my current model for being a landlord is I buy big houses with lots of bedrooms and I rent them out per room. Okay. The thing is, is most houses with a lot of bedrooms tend to be older houses because the Victorians, they just had a lot of rooms. And so um, I haven't been looking necessarily in my area because uh, it's, it's expensive where I live. So I'm looking just a little bit further out to find you know, the best model. 
um, the best houses. And, and I also really love old houses and old things. Yeah. So this house, I saw it and I felt compelled to buy it. And I don't know if I'm sure it's the same way with you and your cottage. Right. So there was just something about it. I saw the pictures and I had to have it. Well, it had been on the market since October of last year. And this is in April of this year. Um, I think towards the end of April. Um, and I was kind of bugging my real uh, my real estate agent, like, Hey, I really want to see this house. I really want to see this house. Um, but the real estate agent just wasn't getting back to me. Now the market's been crazy. And so there's really no reason for a house to be on the market this long in our area. Um, I'm sure it's the same. Yeah. So the, the, the market's insane. So it's like, I, um, maybe that should have been a red flag, but it wasn't. Um, but there's also not the best customer service in that whole area. Like the title company never bothered contacting me at all until it was like the day before closed. I'm like, I've never heard from you guys. Like, where's the documents I need to sign? So yeah. customer service is just kind of in that area is also just, it's non-existent. So what is, this, what is the area exactly? So this is Jackson. The house that, um, that we're talking about is located in Jackson, California. Yeah. which is a gold rush town. So the, the town was founded in 1851. Um, and so there's just a lot going on with the area in general. And the reason why I also was interested, so I went to the house, I toured it um, in the middle of the day with the, the agent who was selling it. She had told me the history that she knew about it was that it used to be a brothel, which does not bother me. And it's kind of cool. Um, The house just has some really great features that I really love with the wainscoting and the the bookcase is just amazing. And so it just has some features. It has a huge kitchen. It has a lot of things that I thought this house is perfect for my rent by the room model. Right. Well, when I was touring it, I also realized there's a section in the basement because the house um, was uh, built down and up. So the section, there's a section that I could turn into like a two bedroom apartment. And I thought I'll just put a kitchenette in it and I'll Airbnb that separate, separate entrances. I mean, this house has like four external doors. Wow. So there's like two of the bedrooms have doors from the outside. There's the main door in the middle and then there's the door on the side where I for this area that I'm putting into an Airbnb. So I kind of had all this like in my mind that this is what was going to happen. I'd rent out the rooms upstairs um, by the room. And um, at the time I was working on another house, which is an 1893 Victorian. And so I was a little bit slow in getting started with this house. Um, So I missed one of the bedrooms when I did my first walkthrough. I'm an empath. And so I do feel energy. Mm-hmm. And when we did our final walkthrough, I walked into a bedroom that I hadn't been in before. And I was like, Ugh. so oh, your oh. final walkthrough, like you've already bought it. You're just basically going through before it closes to be like, okay, walls are still here. Like it's still standing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so we're doing our final walkthrough and I go into this bedroom that I didn't go into the first time because when you walk in the front door to the right is the bedroom and to the left is the dining room or the living room with this beautiful bookcase. And so I'm just drawn there. My degrees are in English, so I love books. I read a lot of books. And so I was just drawn to the bookcase and then went in and went out and never saw that bedroom. Wow. So we go to um, check it out. And I said, well, I don't don't like this room. And I was just getting this feeling. I was like, there was a girl in that locked in that closet. And my real estate you said so that my real estate, yeah, I did. And my real estate agent and my home and my handyman were with me. And my handyman just looked at me like because he was like the total skeptic. Um, my 
my real estate agent, she's, she leaves and stuff, but you know, she doesn't have like the same feelings. So I was just like, that's weird. So, um, I told my, one of my friends about this house. I'm like, yeah, the house, I think the house is haunted. And, um, so she just, just talked to, she knows some par- a paranormal investigator that she has done like paid to go on these paranormal investigations at this, um, hotel that's like eight minutes away from this house. As a matter of fact, my husband and I actually got married at that hotel. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, Hey, well, while you're there, do you want to come check out this ex brothel that's haunted? And the woman said, yeah. And so they show up. I've never seen them. I never spoke to them before. Never told them anything, you know. And again, at that point in time, like I didn't know anything about the house. Like I had spent, you know, an hour here, an hour there, but I'd never spent any actual time in the house. So I didn't know the house yet. Right. And I'd owned it for like a month at this point in time. But again, I'm still finishing off the other house. So I hadn't gotten there. So I sit on the couch. It's like, Saturday at 1 30 in the afternoon. Um, I just sat on the couch and there was a couple of different groups, like people who came in and they walked around silently by themselves, separated, and they all toured the house. They, they all went in different directions and they toured the house. Well, where I was sitting on the couch in the living room, I could see the creepy bedroom there with the girl in the closet. And she comes out and she goes, I don't like that room. I'm like, me neither. She goes, There was a girl locked in that closet. And I said, what? I know. Yeah, so she said it right off the bat. And so, this is a paranormal person, like someone who, like, yeah, paranormal oh, investigator. Wow. Um, and so basically, I there was three areas of the house that creeped me out and still creep me out. Actually, I've come to terms with the girl in the closet. We're friends. I decorated the room for her. I gave her a chair and a teddy bear. We're good. Um, could you? <laughs> but there's a space in the basement that I refuse to go into. Like. Um, they took part of the unfinished basement and they kind of walled it off on two sides. So it kind of leaves like a little storage space. And then there's the unfinished basement and they put the door on on the north side and the door on the um, east side. And the door on the north side, there's no way. I'm not going in that door. There's nothing you can do to make me go in that. Like, I don't want anything to do with it. It's just like a little hallway. Um, And so when they came through, there was a demonologist and I kind of just walked around again. I wasn't talking to anybody. And I just, there's this guy just staring, like standing in that doorway, just staring. And so I, they, everybody immediately picked up on all the same areas. I hate there's also a middle bedroom that I can't use because it doesn't have an egress. Um, so I'm guessing at some point in time, maybe it was the outside of the house, but then they added onto it. So now it has a window, but the window goes into the solarium and not outside okay so it's not a legal bedroom okay. so it's technically a six bedroom house not a seven bedroom house okay. um and that room no i don't want to go in it during the day or at night really? it's fine nobody so right now it's just kind of like storing extra decor and stuff as i'm setting up the house and even then like i have to run i run into the room turn the light on and then run back out and i actually oh. put a night light in it all the time because like even during the day that room is creepy to me so this is my first experience being really in this house is having a house full of paranormal investigators. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm just saying that perhaps this wasn't the best way to go. Um, <laughs> lessons have been learned. Yeah. Um, maybe check out houses at night too. That's a good idea. So mm-hmm. they come in and they just got so many hits right off the bat in the basement, um, especially. So the video that I sent you, I didn't tell you what it was. I don't know if you heard it, but 
um, I only took one video the entire time, the whole day and night. And when I listened to it, finally, I was like, what is that? Like, I was so wondering the, what that was. Like, I, I wasn't sure. like a was breath. Like, yeah. Like a breathy, you can't tell if it's a voice or a breath. But I have the, the guy who was in the investigator, he thought it was like, like, he kept hearing somebody whispering in his ear. But I'm all the way across the basement from him. I didn't hear it audibly. Um, and so he, they were kind of like, hey, did you guys in the, the finished, more finished part of the basement, did you guys like make a noise? But there's walls there. So I wouldn't have heard it if somebody breathed over there. Right. But just the random voice. So that's 1.30 on a Saturday afternoon in the basement. So they got so much information that they like it you know, activity that they said, Hey, like they had planned on doing this thing at that hotel that I got married at having this big group up there. Can we instead bring all of our equipment here? No, um, because they've never investigated my house before and they just got so much activity. So that night they came back, there's probably 15 of them from like all there's several different organizations, uh, different paranormal investigation groups. Like the main woman I was speaking to, she's moved to Texas. Some of them like Fresno. So they're from all over. And they kind of just converge on this hotel because it was haunted and they know it well. And so they, you know, somebody's birthday. So like this was their idea of like a get together. Wow. Instead, they come to my house and um they left about midnight. They got there at eight and it was just nonstop. Like for three, two and a half hours, somebody, these, this one group was talking to the girl in the closet. What? They were down, yeah, what do you mean? Half okay. hours. I you wasn't a part of that? it. Oh, no, I didn't, I wasn't a part of that at all. I actually went with you, like the main woman into the basement. And yeah, I mean, we were getting a lot of activity going on. Things like, like, I'll feel like somebody like, not like touching my skin, but just like my, moving my hair on my arm. So you can like, it tickles your arm. Um, but several people were having very similar experiences and we're talking about people who weren't there. So they didn't know they were having the same experiences as people who were there before. So like I said, at one thirty in the afternoon, this guy's like hearing somebody breathing in his ear and breathing on him. Well, at like 9.30, super late, a guy shows up who... We're already in the middle of our thing. He goes and sits down with his back to that creepy part of the basement. And he just starts turning around and yelling at it. Stop breathing in my ear. Like, like, so he's having these same experiences. So there's just like a whole lot of things that are happening. So I don't know, like, if they took all of the stuff that they had and went through the videos of the recordings to like pull it apart because I haven't heard anything about any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was my first night in my house. Oh, my God. And I was only there until like midnight. So fine, it's haunted. Like I'm one of those people who like, I'm going to New Orleans. I'm going to Google the most haunted hotel in New Orleans. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to stay. Right. Yeah. So I, I would not have been dissuaded had I known it was haunted. And clearly I should have, I should have legally been told, right. It's considered a stigmatized property when something well, is hundred percent. Yeah. So like, I should have been told, but I wasn't told. And the reason I know that they had to have known is since then. So I sent you a picture. There's two pictures. One is a door and one is a door with a cross on it. So um, that was from a previous tenant. And that's that creepy part of the basement that I refused to go into. Okay. So I had a black light in my hand and I walked down there and I was like, what? And this was like three months later. Like this is like months after I bought the house. And I was like, wait. What is that? 
and then there's a cross on that door. But it's like masking tape, which is the exact same color as the paint, so you don't see it unless I had my black light on. Okay. So, so you think that the tenants before felt the same creepiness and they put that up to like ward off like the evil spirits. So that night, one of, um, while my handyman was, my handyman um, decided to spend the night again, he didn't believe in any of it, but he was kind of like, well, why not? Yeah. So we were, we were setting up a bunch of furniture in the area that will, um, the, the basement downstairs. So like we had a bunch of beds we had to put together and stuff like that. So him and his wife and his sister and me and my realtor, like we all came together for a night full of putting together furniture and, you know, getting the house, to, you know, work on. Yeah. Um, but also while we were at it. Um, and uh, so this is his first night being there as well. And he definitely is no longer skeptical. Like he didn't believe in it, but there were just a bunch of weird things that happened that night to him. Like he kept... I put him on a bucket near that creepy corner and he kept seeing like lights out of the corner of his eyes. Actually in the video, which I didn't send you, where we actually have some random lights on video that appear and none of us saw it at the time. And we were sitting in the dark in the basement. So there's no reason why we shouldn't have seen it oh, at the time. You guys are brave. But, um, but yeah. And the first night when the investigators came through, they said um, one of the guys uh, was walking around going, were you bouncing a ball? Were you bouncing a ball? Like asking everybody, and I just kind of looked at him like it's crazy. Like, why would anybody be bouncing a ball in this house? Like, okay. Well, I had a tenant move in shortly thereafter. And I told her, hey, by the way, I the house haunted. And she's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I talked to her like two days after she moved in, and she's like, I have to tell you, it gets kind of wild around here at night. She's like, last night it sounded like somebody was bouncing a ball. No. Same exact words. Okay. So my handyman, Creepy. he when he was walking into the house up the, the parking because it's um it's a main street so there's not a lot of parking it's street parking there's some parking lots it's just old historic houses so there's not a lot of you know there's I do actually have a driveway I'm one of the few people like there's only every third house has a driveway and I have one oh. but so we have to use like the parking lots and stuff right down the street two houses away. Um, and he was walking by and this guy was like, oh, I used to live in that house. No. I, he said, the woman who lived there, um, she kept saying all this, this creepy stuff was happening. And people thought she was crazy. And she was scared. So she asked me if I'd move in with her. And I have to tell you, it gets kind of wild there in the middle of the night. So he tells my handyman this. Did he say some examples? Like what happened? No, and I'm like, I need to figure out which tenant this is to, you know, because he just lives in a quadplex, like the next two doors down. So I need to like try to track down to figure out who this is to get more information. But um, that, and that night, my handyman, he went to the bathroom upstairs. There's only two bathrooms in the house. So there's, we're working on the third now. So seven bedrooms, two bathrooms. Um, and he heard some noises and he thought he heard a ball bouncing and he thought we were messing with him. And like, he was expecting us to jump out and scare him, but we were all downstairs. But again, so he's the third person who mentioned a ball bouncing to me and they're all unrelated. So they don't know that anybody else has used that term. So there's just been a lot of like repetitive like stuff that's kind of like going on. And even like, so I, I have contractors working on the house right now. And um, I haven't met the workers. I've only met the contractor. Uh, on Tuesday, I had to stop by and I met them. And one of the guys is like, he's like, that basement's pretty creepy. I'm like, oh, what part of the basement? Because they're actually working in the other section of the basement to uh, run piping for my Airbnb to put a sink in. 
And so I was thinking it's that section, which is less creepy. He's like, no, no, the other door. And I was like, oh yeah, you want to see something? So we, I took him and I showed him the, the, the cross on the door and, you know, but they already had a couple of weird things and they're not even there at night, right? They leave at five o'clock every day. It's still light out. But one day, uh, one of the guys, as he was leaving on the camera, you can hear him go, nope, 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 nope. As he like saw something and it scared him. He's just like, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> um so like they even like know that there's something going on right so it's kind of just been like this non-stop thing um so I had a hard time like sleeping there it's an hour away so a lot of times when I go there to work like if I have anything to do I don't want to drive home and then drive back an hour so I'll just like I'm like oh I'll spend the night the first night I don't know what I was thinking I was like this is insane um then after we got the bed set up downstairs I sleep in there even then I have not slept well um so about three weeks ago me and Dana my real estate agent um and friend we were hanging curtains in the solarium it gets really hot in there it's the whole purpose of the room and so we're hanging um you know blackout uh, curtains and it was like nine o'clock at night on a Friday night and there's banging in one of the, the rooms like right over by where we are and of course, we're two women alone in a house at night, like, and there's again, doors everywhere. So we go to like, okay, we're going to go check it out. And it's right by where we are. And so we go to check it out and it stops, of course. Nothing there. Okay. So we go back to hanging our curtains and then we hear banging in the bathroom, which is right next to us. We know there's nobody in there. We can see into the bathroom, but there's oh my gosh. Um, and so then we go downstairs, and she had mentioned, like, oh, I want to see where to see the curtains. And then um, I noticed when I was in the bathroom downstairs that I have an iron, and it says you can use it for vertical steaming. And as adults, you know, we get really excited over really steaming. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that was the thing. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and so I got a little over animated and then she came into the bathroom and then clear as day you heard stomp stomp right and I sent you that video you could hear yeah. too and that was the roof above us what? so it's like every time we got make too much noise there's pounding on walls or stomping that is and so weird. it's like somebody yeah. doesn't want you to be like making all this noise and so at that oh, point in time, I had enough and I just went off on him because like, this is my house. You know what? You are a jerk when you're alive. You're a jerk now, but this is my house and you can either, you know, get out or like, you know, like, so I just went off on him and my, and Dana was like, oh my God. And she's like, what, is she going to piss this guy off? Or like, is it going to make it worse? But since then, I have to say it has been a little bit quieter around there and I've actually slept at night. Like, I'm, and when I'm talking about sleeping at night, I'm talking about dead to the world. Like, um, like you're sleeping there sometimes by yourself. Like you're going oh, yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time there? I'm sleeping by myself when I'm in there. Oh, I, so I like turn on the TV. So I don't hear. And again, I'm in like the very far corner. Um, so like the furthest from everything because it's upstairs that's really creepy to me and I'm in downstairs in the very far corner and I like um they're old antique doors because it's an old antique house and so they don't have like turning knobs that actually work so I have like a little latching lock so I like lock it like that matters right oh and I, I I play movies like all night long so I don't have to hear anything that's going on okay. but I'm not brave enough to sleep upstairs actually nobody's been brave enough thus far to sleep upstairs 
Um, so I have a friend who her and her dad are coming next weekend. They're doing it at a cemetery. So this house is a block from the cemetery, a historic cemetery, um, which has a whole lot going on for it too. This area is known for miners, obviously. And um, so it's on a creek. Jackson was, was basically founded in 1850 because there's a year-round creek. My house literally sits on that creek. Um, at one point in time. So my house didn't have plumbing originally. So all that was added on late but afterwards, basically there was like an outhouse that hung over the creek that we could use. And so all these houses, like every two or three, there's one that hangs over the creek because like it's basically built on like a retaining wall above the creek. Um, And so these exist. So, but they're having a a cemetery cleanup day in like two weeks. So my friend and her dad are going to come up and I'm hoping one of them brave enough to, to stay in there my nieces uh were here like two weeks ago and they're like oh we're gonna sleep in that room we're gonna sleep in that room with the girl in the closet and I was like awesome you do that um and then come nighttime neither of them was brave enough to sleep in that room I said like during the day the house feels fine but at night it changes and it gets really sad it's like very heavy mm. and yeah and so nobody has yet to be brave enough to sleep up there um but usually it's me by myself Usually, um, sometimes they will come with me. I was trying to get, I'm a little bit concerned because, you know, they always say like, if there's ghosts, um, if you do construction, it'll upset them. And so I'm afraid to go and stay this weekend by myself because I don't know if they're going to be really upset by all the construction that's occurring at this point in time. Oh my so, God. Even just thinking about the fact that they're there, like thinking about them as a them, you know, it's like, that's really terrifying and there's multiple obviously because I don't think that the one banging on the floor is the child that's leaving footprints and handprints in my house the ball yeah the ball is probably the child okay those (laughs) pictures were like really creepy with the foot in the hand like can you explain like where where did those come from so just one day the footprint appeared on the floor in the stairway and I don't have kids. I'm, I'm not one that hangs out with kids. Um, I like dogs. Um, so not dog I, yeah, I can promise you that I do not have children in my house. So that's not an issue. And literally like, again, we had all those investigators. I've had all these people in and out and nobody has seen this footprint. And magically one day there's a footprint and then the handprint, I mean, you can see the fridge in the photos that they took. It wasn't there before I bought it. We had even, me and my handyman, we, we were going through the, the garage or through the basement. We found like this huge magnet that's supposed to go on a fridge. And it had these two angel kids on it, which I thought was creepy F, but I put it on there as a joke. Um, and so we had to like put that on and take it off like a dozen times to get it lined up properly. I was just kind of messing with somebody. And it was taken off. So we would have seen that there. And then when I showed it to Dana, when the, the print one morning, I went in there to make breakfast and I was like, what is that? And I sent it to my friend Dana and she's like, I just made breakfast there last weekend. Like that was not there. So it's just, uh, I don't know, like it's just a creepy child handprint appeared, just like a creepy child's footprint just magically appeared. And that's the thing, because a lot of people were like, so I work in research. I'm a very logical human being. Yeah. So people were like, oh, you should probably check for carbon dioxide because a lot of times if it's carbon dioxide, there's all these things that will happen that makes people basically think that their house is haunted. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Well, okay. Um, it has CO2 detector or, uh, you know, carbon dioxide detectors or monoxide detectors, but I'll go check. Um, and so I go out and I buy like the best detector you can find. And of course it says zero, but of course I was like, but obviously that would put handprints or footprints in the house. 
So it's like, and like, yeah, the feeling of heaviness and energy sucking and all that stuff. Like maybe I can explain that, but that's not going to put handprints or footprints in the house. So it's, it's been quite the roller coaster. And the funny thing about it. So I was just at the permit uh, department on Tuesday. And so, you know, I had talked to them when I had turned in my application for my permit for the construction that we're doing. And so we kind of talked about how the house was haunted and everybody, it's a small town. Everybody knows exactly what house, every house is. And again, I'm on main street. So it's like, it's right there in the middle of town, which is one of the reasons I bought it. Cause I thought for an Airbnb, it's literally been walking distance to all these amazing restaurants and cool thrift stores and all this awesome stuff. So, um, so we were sitting there chit-chatting about, you know, like being haunted. And I can tell you, like, when I go to the hardware store, when I go anywhere, I talk about the house being haunted. Everybody just like, uh-huh. like, it's not even questioned because like if you, it, it's just everything up there is haunted. And so it's not a like big shock. Multiple houses up there are haunted. Yeah. Like every place is haunted. So it's not that big of a deal. So what? again, this is a historic Goldrich town from the 1850s. It burned down twice. Um, in the 1800s. So my house is the newest version of a house on the property in 1906. Um, So again, it's got mines. There was mine fires, so miners that were killed. We have, so there was a bunch of Chinese and, you know, the the miners that were brought over. It was a brothel. Actually, prostitution was allowed in the city until 1952, even though it had been illegal in the state for decades. It was allowed in the 50s. Um, so there were brothels all over this main street. Um, so there's just a lot going on. So <laughs> when I went to talk to the permit department on Tuesday to pick up my permit and I was like, oh, by the way, like, who do I talk to? I want to see about getting a permit for an Airbnb. Um, I said, you know, because because of the fact that the house is haunted, I'm just not sure I want to use this as a long-term rental that perhaps maybe short-term makes more sense. And he's like, yeah, he's like, this is who you talk to. And it's just like, no big deal. Like any other city, if I went to city hall and told them like. my house is haunted and I need a permit, they'd probably try to lock me up, right? But here, yeah, mm-hmm. like it's just, it is what it is. And then they told me, they're like, oh, you know this like hill right here? Did you know this used to be a Native American burial ground? And I was like- a, a what burial ground? A Native American burial ground. Oh my gosh. I was like, no, no, I did not know that. Now I knew that we have the Miwok tribe out there. We have a casino now, like, but no, I did not know that this downtown was built on top of a Native American burial ground. Oh my God. Thanks for that whole new information. So there's just so much that goes into this house, like for factors for the water, which causes energy, the cemetery, the historical area is brothel like there's just so many factors that go into this town that kind of I guess makes it like the perfect storm for this to happen um but again it's very different because going from somebody who would be interested in ghosts to having to live with them it is it's a it's a little bit surreal and I I don't love it I have to admit yeah I I know it's like I, I tried to not believe in all of this stuff, to be honest with you, because when I was younger, um, I lived in this old farmhouse for like seven years and this old farmhouse was so creepy. Like I would get these horrible like feelings in different areas of the house, like you're saying, which is funny. Cause like some parts, like the kitchen was fine. Like the, uh, living room was fine. But when I would go near like the top of the staircase, I would get 
such a creepy feeling. And I would literally like run down the stairs right past this, like the landing. And in my head, like I was young and whatever, but I had a feeling that this man was standing there and it's even hard to like, like admit that because it's, I felt so like I was crazy, but I just had this feeling of this creepiness. And it turns out that there was like the past owner had passed away in the house. And like, I don't know anything more than that, but I just remember having really bad feelings in these, in these pockets, not to say it was a bad ghost. Maybe it wasn't, but I was young and it was the, it was just so creepy to imagine that spirits could actually exist. Mm -hmm. And I, there was this one time that I was in the bath and I think I was just like getting my, getting into my own head. Like I was just thinking and thinking and I just was like, you know what? I'm going to get out because I, I just feel creeped out. So I stood up and I went in front of the mirror and I was standing there and I swear to God, I was naked. Like I had nothing on. And all I heard was Natalie. And honestly, I, maybe I hallucinated. I ran across my house. And like, I was one of eight people living in that house, ran across the kitchen. I'm like 14 years old, like stark naked. Like I would never have done that, but I heard that. And I ran into my room and I just like dropped to the floor. My sister who shared the room with me was like, what's happening. And I told her, and I was like, am I losing my mind living here? Like, and I didn't know what it was, but it's like, since that, like that happened, I try and just be like, they don't exist. It's not real. Because I can't, I can't, like, I can't logically. Yeah. Yeah, Logically it's hard. Like if you have a logical mind, but I'm an empath and I used to, when I was a child, I used to see spirits and feel them a lot. But as I kind of grew up, I kind of grew out of that. And so like, I actually have to say that having that, those paranormal investigators come in and say the exact same thing I did such a relief because it was like I'm not crazy like if I'm crazy then all of they're all crazy and we're saying the exact same things like how is that even possible and so like I said it's it's kind of like a nice thing dealing with like in the city department where it's just known that the whole area is haunted so nobody looks at me like I'm crazy like this crazy Airbnb because the house is haunted sure it is yeah sure sure right um and that was one of my concerns with trying to find tenants was like, I have to disclose this, but are people going to judge me? They're going to think I'm crazy. Or are they going to like, you know, well, all these things when it's just, you know, like there's no way to deny this hand put in this footprint. You could say that the, the random noises, the boxes, the stomping, the, all that other stuff, you could say that's something else. Yeah. But like there's a cat on a roof or there's even though that would be impossible because of how it's located (laughs) although I have to say actually funny crazy cat story um so the day after I yelled at a guy and told him um off um I went to Lowe's so I went to the, the the store to pick up some more paint and while I was there I got a notification on my phone of motion and there was a cat walking through the house meowing his head off in your head in, the, in this house and there was no and, and, and again he's a very loud male so if he would have been there previously I would have known that there's no doors open no windows open there's no way this cat in my 20 minutes that I left could have gotten in the house there was nothing open for it to get it where did this cat come from where and did of course we just like shoot it outside and like shut the door but oh my god definitely not what I was expecting to see on my camera when I went to the store to go buy more paint 
um, this cat that appeared out of nowhere. Um, so that was a little bit strange because again, the house backs up to the creek. So there's, there's no way to jump in. Those are the only windows I ever leave in, but it would be like two stories up with no trees, no anything. Yeah. Um, and so there's like no way an animal, and, and actually when I walked around and I, I looked, I was like, is there a hole in the basement? But like, wait, the interior basement door is locked because I always keep it locked because it creates me out. Right. So there's like no way an animal could have gotten in that house. But well, how did this cat get into the house? I have no idea. Um, so that's another thing. It's just, I mean, there's just been one thing after another. And it's like, sometimes it's like just annoying. Like again, being, having the like, stomping going on up above you or whatever sure. but um but there's just some times where it's just like a whole new thing and like I said uh, you know like I, to the point that I even put in the stairwell I put motion activated lights because I didn't want to have to ever walk around in the dark right that makes <laughs> like, sense. so I did not want to turn it on turn it off because if I turn it off then I have to like go back the other way to like so I put in motion activated lights and then I, it was a whole new fixture two new light bulbs they don't work at the same time one works or the other one works sometimes it doesn't work sometimes they both work but it's like super strange I had an electrician come out there's nothing wrong with it now that light is on the back of that closet where the girl is, where, you know, <laughs> where she lives, um, or resides. Um, and so it's like, I mean, that can't really be a coincidence that these, these light fixtures don't, I mean, we're, it's motion activated lights. There's light bulbs. It's the light bulbs are motion activated and they both work just randomly at different times. I said, so sometimes it's just like, there's just a lot of really weird things. And I did notice that some of the walls, there's like gaps between the walls when they remodeled it. I'm like, I don't want to know what's in there. Like, I just don't. I don't want to know. Yeah. I haven't been to the attic properly because where the attic entrance is, they actually lowered the ceilings because, you know, they have old houses have really high ceilings. For some reason in that room, they lowered the ceilings by three feet. So, and they put acoustic tiles in there. Um, So I don't know if it's because of the 70s or if there was a reason for it. Um, and so when you go in there, you can see all the old uh, wallpaper, which is actually really kind of cool on right. the walls. It's like the canvas backed wallpaper. Oh, cool. um, but then you'd have to like crawl over and then get up to where the original attic opening was to get in. And I'm, I just haven't been brave enough to do that by myself. Yeah. So um, <laughs> if, I ha- if I had friends to go with me, maybe I would, because I actually have maybe like I think it's big enough that I might be able to make a sec- another floor up there. So, oh, but like a loft or something. That yeah, cool. unless I can check it out, I definitely I don't know. So, um, but I'm I'm too much of a scaredy cat to go and check it yeah. out. No, I feel like it's very it's not like that's that's completely warranted. I can't honestly imagine wanting to do that either. So, have you reached out to the listing agent to be like, or has your realtor like? been like what the heck or is it just basically something like buy with caution in this area because so much is haunted you would think that they would say something it was very clear to me that the agent knew more that she wasn't saying and she said like because okay so there was a family that owned that house for 70 years they bought it in the mid-20s and they owned it until the mid-90s and one of the children still alive she's elderly and she's like she should talk to her she's like she tried to talk talk to me but I just kept saying I didn't want to know I don't want to know I don't want to know because she didn't want to disclose anything so I feel like there's no way they did not know based on their rentals alone um you know the 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 cross and all that stuff there's no way they 
the owner or and or the realtor did not know because I'm pretty sure the realtor they were also the property management company oh. um, that the house house was wanted but no they just they never told us um, and previously it had also been used as like a halfway house and that like other people had wanted it for that purpose and I just think can you imagine having a bunch of people who are like getting off of like clean off of drugs or like have like mental health issues oh my coming God. into this house like how awful would that have been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like no I'm hearing voices it's like no they're real actually yeah right so people get committed because the ghosts you know are oh toying with God. their emotions but um so yeah so again it's it's just been one of those things where I've really had to like reconsider okay well how am I going to use this property now that you know now that it's just it's clear to me and again my husband doesn't believe in any of that but he's also never spent a night at the house he's only spent like maybe a total of eight hours there because he's not really involved in my real estate um businesses even he just signs the paperwork the mortgages um and that's about all his his uh practicality there but um he likes he doesn't believe in it he doesn't believe in it but I haven't gotten him to spend one night there to even like try to see if he would believe in it but he's pretty stubborn so I'm not sure he would but yeah I just I feel like it's just so undeniable like yeah the like I said I just have one camera that's in my Airbnb section yeah um that I'm setting up I just have the one camera if anybody comes downstairs I'm gonna see it and I just I've picked up some really weird stuff on it um and I don't watch the video every day to see what all has happened to hear the random box or stomp in the middle of the day or you know to see that orb shooting from out from the wall um I don't watch the cameras to see all that sort of stuff so I don't really know like what happens when when nobody's around um I just know based on mostly when I'm there most weekends you know so so now that like you know all of this are you going to like use it as like a haunted house Airbnb and like and and promote that or are you going to try and like have it saged and have it like cleansed I've had it saged I've had it cleared oh okay um but okay so here's where we start getting a little bit crazy so what I'm told, and again, I don't really know too much about any of this stuff. I mean, I just know what I've experienced. I don't, I don't study demonology. I don't study paranormal investigation. Um, but what I'm being told by the demonologist who sat there staring at that creepy part in the basement, he says there's a portal in my basement. Okay. And so that means ghosts, he can't tell me if ghosts are coming in of it or out of it. But basically, I've got a highway in my house. So I can have it cleared all I want, but that just means new ones will appear. So I had it cleared. Um, I, yeah, we staged it the, the second I bought that house. We staged it, um, but it's 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 just different. Like so, he said that he can try to bring equipment to find it, but then he has to find the other end in order to close it. But it could be on a different property. I don't know. I don't know about any of this. But at this point in time, I'm basically just having to deal with the fact that my house is haunted and that's all there is to it. So how am I going to use this pro- property appropriately? Because again, I've seen plenty of landlords who are like, oh, unless they ask, I don't need to tell them. Right. And I'm not that, I'm not that landlord. No. So, um, so that was my thing. It's just hard to like, if I can't, my, the way that I deal with all of my properties, it's not good enough for me. It's not good enough for somebody else. Yeah. So I take really good care of my houses because then my tenants see that. And they also take really good care of my houses because, you know, if you know, you can't expect somebody else to. So I do treat the houses, you know, I set them up. I mean, you've seen how the rooms that I set up, right? Like yeah, they're, they're so well decorated. Yeah. They're, you know, they're pretty. 
Yeah. Because, you have a nice you know, eye. And like, I love the Victorian look. Like it's very, very nice. Like it's calming. You're not going to walk in there expecting it to be haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's bright and cool and colorful. Yeah. Although I am getting, I am putting together some stuff to kind of do like a darker room, more masculine room, but you know, <laughs> with a masculine globe and masculine pictures, I don't know. Oh, um, nice. But uh, maybe not, but <laughs> I, you know, I'm doing a couple different color schemes, but I do like the color teal. So I use a lot. So it is very like light and bright uh, colors that I use. So I had, you know, if construction wasn't going on right now, would I be promoting it uh, for like Halloween? Maybe, maybe I would be. Um, so maybe next year, but I definitely feel like even if, as, as I set it up for an Airbnb, it, I would not put it on the market without disclosing. Yeah. That this place is haunted. And so whether or not there are people who look for that and people will want to stay because of that, um, or there's people who are creeped out by it and don't want to be anywhere near it. I just think it's not fair for me to not disclose that. Because again, come nighttime when it gets really heavy and depressing around there, like I don't think that that's fair because I don't want to that somebody like if somebody's having mental health issues. I don't want them coming in there and being super depressed because this house is super depressing at night, you know, like so. So I'm definitely going to be honest about that. The Airbnb side that I'm setting up. Obviously, I've had orbs and you can hear stomping and stuff like that, but it doesn't, it has a pretty, it has good energy, mm-hmm. but upstairs does not have a good energy. Um, and so I feel like pretty much anybody could rent that section of the house, Fair but enough. so I'm still going to, my plan is still to keep it as two separate. And I didn't hear back from the planning department today. She only works two days a week, but again, customer service up there is not the best. Yeah. Um, so I am still planning on renting it as two separate units. So there's going to be the four plus extra bedroom on one side and the two bedrooms on the other side. So I'm going to set a separate up as two different places, but yeah, if people want to come there because they want the haunted and great, like, I mean, I'm not really kind of promoted, cool. like, yeah, because I also don't want Ouija boards in my house. I don't want people bringing in more stuff. Yeah, like I'm going to have a house true. rule. The only person who probably has a house rule saying no Ouija boards are allowed in my house. Yeah, like, like instead of like don't drum it up and like make it worse worse yeah especially if this portal I mean I should I should go with this portal thing but again I work I work in research I'm a very logical person so at some point in time it's like at what point in time is it just like oh it's facts and at what point in time is it like is this a little bit cookie I don't know mm. but all the investigators who were there they all want to come back so they've kind of been pumping at the pit when do we come back when do we come back when can we come back you know like once it's listed like you should get it listed and then be like there you go here's your big yeah. opportunity and then maybe next year in October I need to set them up to come up for weekends to do investigations you know people can pay to come in and with all their equipment and stuff like that though um but I don't have the time to watch a video over you know you tape record for four hours and then you have to listen to the audio and then you I don't have time for any of that yeah so I do have I did buy like I have like a little paranormal investigator kit with like lineup balls and K2 meters. If people want to play with it, that's fine. Right. But I just, yeah, I do have some concerns about the usage of the house. Um, but yeah, we are a block from the, the old historic cemetery, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, for people who like that sort of stuff. Uh, my niece is uh, one of them, Natalie, she's 15. She, we went to Goodwill. Um, so I'm kind of obsessed with Goodwill and that's where I buy a lot of the artwork and decor and stuff like that for the, the house. Mm. And so we went there and she bought a wedding dress for $30. For her own wedding? No, just 15. Oh, no. oh okay, okay. She just bought it for fun. 
you know, in October, they started in the middle of September. They stayed, they bring out all the wedding dresses because apparently people only need these around Halloween. Huh? But um, so she bought this wedding dress. We bought this wedding dress that fit her perfectly. And then we went all around town taking pictures of her in this wedding dress. And it's that's it was, really cute. It's actually, it was a lot of fun, actually, like in front of the, 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 the haunted hotel because the National oh. Hotel is at the end of the street and it's widely known as being like one of the most haunted places. You know what it's called? Um, the National Hotel. The National Hotel. Oh yeah. God, so that. like if you look up like the ghost, like these ghost story books, a lot of times the National Hotel pops up. So really? and it's just, it's just down the street. Um, and so it's kind of widely known to, to be, you know, one of those yeah. places. So we took pictures in front of that and that in front of the churches and in the cemetery and all sorts of places. So we had a good time like going around. So there's people who really like enjoy that sort of stuff. Yeah. While they were there, there was a couple things that happened, which I didn't uh, send you the videos of it's just two weeks ago. Um, on my camera, it was notifying me of like movement in the middle of the night, which is really weird. So there's two bedrooms downstairs. I always sleep in the kids' bedroom because it's the furthest away. My older niece, Alora, she was sleeping in the, the adult room. And in the camera, you can see flashing lights hitting like the top of the ceiling in her in that room. The both of these rooms face the creek and they have windows all the way across it. So window, if lights were coming into that from like outside, it would have also been coming into my room. And it wasn't. It was only going into that room. And it was consistent like all night long um like like at night um I noticed it before I went to bed and then early like four or five o'clock in the morning it started going constantly going off too and then the next day when we tried to figure out if there's a, a rationality to this like okay well there's a swing door from there to the kitchen so if the kitchen light was like fluttering for some reason because the switch is kind of weird maybe I don't know like would that do it so we're like testing it out and while we're testing it out the camera moved on its own oh my gosh that's too creepy so and I turned around and I was like why is the camera staring at me like no idea like it just the camera just moved by itself and then when we were talking about it we heard a phone upstairs like so it's like some days it's just really, really active, um, yeah. especially if there's a lot of people around or um, when you talk to them, it really kind of seems to stir them up a little bit more. And so I think the girls, they, they, they get seven o'clock at night, they went down there and that's when they couldn't get the door to open to the creepy basement. And it's not a door. It's kind of like a, like a weird gate, right? It's just like a makeshift boards. Right. You know, so yeah. there's no handle, there's no latches, there's no reason. It's just basically swing shut. They couldn't get that door to open for like 45 seconds. And I'm just sitting back like, nope, no. If you want you in there, why are you even trying fun. to open the door? Like, yeah. I don't want to go in that door anyways. But they're yeah. like struggling to get it open. And it was probably like 30 seconds into it that I'm like, I should be recording this. And that's when I pop, pulled out my camera. And it probably took them, the two of them, 10, 15 seconds after I pulled out my camera to get the door to open. And there's literally no reason why the door should have been stuck shut. Wow. Honestly, but, it's um, like you have a, and that's like, a lot. Like, that's like 7.30 at night. Now it was dark by then. But this house does get dark um, because it's on the creek and the houses are tall. Like, and the house is like up, across the creek or higher up on the hill. It takes until pretty late for the sun to actually get into the house. Uh, especially downstairs in the basement but so it gets pretty dark quickly around there 
Um, but yeah, no, I was like, nope, I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm at it, girls, but I, I want nothing to do with this. They clearly don't want you here. And I don't know why you want to play with them. Oh <laughs> so. That's on it. There's just so much to unpack because it's like, on one hand, it's kind of cool. And it's like, you know, obviously really interesting. And on the other side, it's like, this is your investment. Like, this is a huge investment that you've made. And it's like, you did it for one purpose. And now you're sort of having to change how you're going to structure this whole thing because everything. Yeah. That's a lot. And I'm one of those people who I know I've told you, I do have some issues with Airbnbs and short-term rentals because Mm -hmm. like my morality sinks in and and there's just such a housing shortage in our area, which is why I feel like what I do really does actually help the community. So it actually, I, I mean, I make so much more money this way. I can't say that that's not true, but I'm also providing affordable housing to individuals who need it, who, you know, they only need one bedroom. They don't need a whole apartment. They don't need a whole house. They don't need to furnish it. Right. and all those costs so it really works out well originally I anticipated it would be young people but it tends to be older people that mm-hmm. are the ones that are renting my rooms so like my house in Woodland um most of my tenants are let's say late 40s and, and up to like early 70s um I have one that's younger than that but that's it so most right. of them are older and it's just like well, they don't have kids they don't have family they don't have so it, they just need this one room like right. Um, and so it really works out. And so I did not go into this with the anticipation that I would be airbnb it because mm-hmm. in that particular area, it's easier to buy a house than it is to rent because there's such a shortage of housing, mm-hmm. which unfortunately also means the rents are astronomical and it's not a, um, a high class, uh, high, you know, like the yeah. economic diversity out there is pretty low. I mean, there's the, the, the rancheria, the casino, but other than that, there's, it's a lot of bars and restaurants and, and kind of like lower income houses, but because there's such a shortage, people are charging $1,500 for a one bedroom. And, um, wow. and so if I, you know, I'm able to, you know, charging $850 for a room, you know, I get to make a lot more money that way. And then because I'm only paying one mortgage for the whole building, but uh, they also get affordable housing. So it's a win-win situation. So I never went planning on, on doing the Airbnb except for that one little corner. And that was really because I wanted it. I wanted to have access to it for me. Yeah. That's the glorious thing about Airbnb. It's like yeah. you can it when you want and keep it, you know, rent it out when you want. So, yes. So it's like, and that's like, you know, with, I love thrift stores. So the fact that it's got all these old thrift stores and it's got all these cool restaurants and Ooh. all that other stuff that kind of goes into the, the, the old and, you know, historic, you know, I mean, Treat USA. I mean, it looks yeah. like Treat USA at Disneyland. Um, <laughs> to have, you know, access to that. That was one of the reasons why I was like excited about doing the Airbnb. So that way I had kind yeah. of like, my vacation home that I can go to because that's what I've been looking for. I work full time. I run a dog rescue. I do investments. I don't get many too much time off, but when I do, it's really difficult. Like if say I have a dog I need to take with me, well, it's my house. I can do whatever I want. So it's fine. And so I've really set it up for all the things that I love and all the things that I need and to make me happy. Yeah. I love that. uh, but, you know, ultimately, you know, one of the things about being a real estate investor is you have to be able to be flexible. You know, there are just times when you plan on holding something and you end up selling it or, you know, something happens to a house. Like before I sold a house to buy this house, 
And um, so previous to this year, I always had just these small two bedroom, one bath houses that I just rented out. Um, and then with COVID, it just became a little bit too tenuous for me. So I was a little bit nervous about it because I had good tenants that had long-term tenants, but one of my, um, one of the, the tenants, she bought her own house, was moving out. And then that's where I had to really do a lot of soul searching. Like, what am I going to do? Um, because if somebody doesn't pay this mortgage, I can't afford to. Yeah. And so, um, how do I want to do this? And that's when I started going, oh, I should look at multifamily houses. And then that's when I heard about renting by the room. And so I kind of changed everything. So it's just having to be able to be flexible about things. And, you know, when you buy a new house, there's always going to be things wrong with it that you didn't anticipate. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, you find out that there's termites, even though you did a pest inspection, you didn't find them. So now you got to fumigate the whole house. Like, sure. washer's not working, dryer's not working. That's what the case was with our cottage. We got there, we're like, okay, replace yeah. those. Like, I was using the bathroom one day at the Woodland House, and all of a sudden, uh, water's falling down on my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? And it was something as simple as the bathroom upstairs control valve was not sealed properly. Okay. And so somebody had, uh, I had my housekeeper was there at the time cleaning it and she pointed the faucet, the, the shower head at that. And so it was just draining into the wall straight down on top of me. Oh my gosh. I mean, thank yeah. goodness I was yeah, there because I was able thought. to fix it immediately. It, it was just one of those days that I had like a couple things, like all of a sudden the stove wasn't working. I was like, what's going on? Because <laughs> the fuse, the fuse box, the two fuses were like touching. And so like, so you have to be able to be able to roll with it and not like get too stressed out. And so Absolutely. this is how I'm rolling with it. Like, uh, you know, I, what I had planned on doing is not going to work. So instead I'm going to have to do this now. I can't find cleaners. I, I can't find affordable cleaners. I should say that's kind of turned into a big, a big thing here. Cleaners make more than I do. Oh, <laughs> and I work it's in a degree, like in a high yeah. pressure job and they make as much as me and I have a hard, and I'm, I'm cheap. So I just have a hard time paying somebody as much same amount of money I'm making to clean. And I enjoy cleaning. So right. I've just decided that I'm going to do it. And so okay. how many beds? Do you have? How many beds will you so, have? I, um, that house has seven bedrooms, but I'm only going to be renting out six of them. Okay. My other house is eight bedrooms, five and a half baths. And even with my rent by the rooms, I clean, you know, I clean uh, common areas. Mm -hmm. So every other week I go and I clean the kitchens, the shared bathrooms, the, all that stuff. So that way there's no fighting. It's actually been, probably, uh, you know, could be a conversation for another time, but it's actually been really great for me because one of the last houses, um, I did have a long-term renter. She got a dog I didn't know about and that dog destroyed my house. No. And so I trusted her and I didn't go and do inspections. So I learned a lot about that. But it's really nice when I rent by the room, I can go into the house anytime I want. That's really smart. Actually. I really like that. Yeah. Literally I can't go into your bedroom, but I can go into my house anytime I want without having to give you any notice whatsoever. And so then also by cleaning it, like I realized, realized like, Oh, that drain's not working in that bathtub. I know. I love that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, now I know because I went to clean it and it wasn't draining. And so I can take care of it right away. So it does help me maintain my properties and make sure everything's like up to par. And luckily yeah. like that house with the eight bedrooms, five and a half bathrooms, but the tenants are all amazing. Yeah. Um, they appreciate me and I appreciate them. They, really um, the previous owner wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. And so they definitely, ha- you know, see the improvements I've made and how much I take care of the property, which is just, it was very much. Awesome. 
um, previously. Um, and so like they're paying more rent now than they did then and they're okay with it. Because- yes. Well, yeah, they pay for quality, right? They're like, if you're going to take care of us, then you're going to be cleaning the place. Like that's huge. So, yeah, but it's just one of those things, you know, I, I I've never actually lived with roommates and I feel like I couldn't because like yeah. I t- barely tolerate my husband most of the time when he leaves his dishes in the sink and I want to ship him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm really weird about clean bathrooms and clean right. dishes, like those right. I don't care about the living room. Yeah. But like, and I'm one of those people when I go on vacation, I make my bed. Like mm-hmm. I make my bed every single day. My husband does not. Um, I don't I don't know if he'd ever change the sheets if I wasn't there to do it. You know, like it wasn't <laughs> for him once a week. Um fine. But like so we're very like so I enjoy like tidying up and I feel okay, like cleaning well, is actually more fun when it's somebody else's too. But yeah. um when it's not your mess, I don't know for some reason. I actually have a housekeeper who cleans my house, ironically. Right. Um actually but, yeah, you see the mess differently. You're like, oh, like this needs to be clean. That wasn't there before. When it's your own, it's like you become blind to it. You're like, oh, like things come well, up. My husband and I have been together for 26 years and I say, I will never clean up after him ever again. I spent way too many years cleaning up after him and I just, I won't do it. So now that's her job. Her job is to clean up after him. That's good. So I can still like clean up after myself, but I'm not washing his laundry. I'm not doing the stitches that he leaves in the sink. I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. And she, he, um, he's a lot of trash food. And so he's always eating wrappers all over the house. And she says, it's like an Easter egg hunt going and trying to find out where all the wrappers are. He leaves all over the house. So um, I probably shouldn't say this, uh, <laughs> but it's well, true. Okay, yes, it, <laughs> but it's true. You, <laughs> once you have your Airbnb listed, you're going to have to share the link with me and I will share it with everybody so that they can also see and see what you've done and all the pictures and everything and all the decor and however you do decide to sort of brand, it will be fabulous, I'm sure. And interesting. And honestly, I'm tempted to like want to come even for like a night or two and just like, there you go. It all come about on down. I can, I can show you around. Um, you can really uh, hang out at cemetery at night. Oh my yeah. god! I don't know. I feel like it would make my head explode, but I'd be really like I, I'm drawn to it, but I'm also nervous about it. So we'll we'll see. When I we think get that's to. a fair. I mean, and for the most part, like nothing scary has happened. Like nothing bad yeah. has happened, right? right. So besides the, this overwhelming feeling of like sadness, there's nothing like bad. Like people would fall on the stairs. I right. get the motion light. That's not an issue in any ways. But right. like, but it is, it definitely is creepy and, and, and strange thing happened. Oh, so the woman who lived, his family owned that house for 70 years. I, I, I reached out to her. She's a little lady. And I was like, Hey, can you tell me about this house? And she said, Oh yeah. So my parents bought it in the twenties and, you know, it was basically always a boarding house. Um, and, um, and so I said, Hey, you know anything about any ghosts? And she's like, no, I don't think any ghosts. I'm like, okay. She's like, although these kids went into the basement once and they said that they saw a ghost down there, but I don't, I don't know anybody ghosts. I'm like, okay. So like, okay, I was told this house with a brothel and she's like, no, it was just a boarding house. And then she was like telling me how like there's this window that's been sealed up in the kitchen. And she's like, is that window still there? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's kind of there. She's like, oh, that's where we used to serve like ravioli and chicken dinner on Sunday nights. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, is the table still there? And I was like, no, there's, there's no table there. She's like the crafts table. And I was like, no. So apparently this was a boarding house with Italian dinners and gambling happening. And so I'm kind of like, were you just too young to know about the rest? Again, <laughs> her family did own it 20 years after the house was built. 
And so, you know, houses with, it had nine bedrooms originally, nine teeny tiny bedrooms. So it's been reconfigured a little bit more. So now there's seven bedrooms because the living room used to be three bedrooms. And now it's this one huge bedroom, uh, living room. And so it's been reconfigured a bit. Um, but you know, I, yeah. I guess back then LG was a bed, right. But, um, so they're, <laughs> they, they were very small rooms, but so I kind of would like to, apparently one of her, uh, nieces showed up one day. It's like, Hey, I want to rent a room here. And she was saying that the house was differently reconfigured differently than when they lived there and like the staircase and stuff like that as well. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's just been, it's been kind of a wild ride. Like I was really excited in the beginning to find out more because I I talked to her right after the paranormal investigators came. So kind of before I've been there for a while, kind of feel like now I need to talk to her and say, Hey, was your dad a jerk? Because he died there. I don't know if he died. She didn't tell me if he died in the house. Her parents definitely died while they own that house. Right. Um, and so I kind of wonder if the jerk is her dad. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. The one who keeps yelling at me for making noise. Is that her dad? Like, oh. but, um, yeah. But, I mean, how do you ask that question to somebody? How do you be like, well, tell me about your dad. What was he like if you made a lot of Mormon noise? Mormon fuzzy, that father of yours. Like, yeah. how do you have that conversation? Right. Um, and it's like a very, like, the area is very Serbian and Italian. So they are kind of more religious. And also a lot of times when I try to talk to the neighbors, like, hey, is your house haunted? Like, oh, I won't talk about that kind of thing. And I was like, okay. So I either get that or like, I won't talk about it. That's devil stuff. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, that's, that's kind of like the two, the two uh, reactions I get um, about the house, um, depending. Like there's a swing on the house, not directly across mine, but like across and two down. It's just outdoor swing and it's out there just going back and forth and there's like no wind out. I'm like, <laughs> that's not even physically Sounds like, I don't like know a very creepy area. This physics do not allow for that to happen. So it's always okay. just like, and then one day the swing was gone. I was like, does somebody get tired of that swing just flailing around all the time? Um, but yeah, there's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's a funky yeah. area, but they're just cute old, like cute Victorian houses, it's just yeah. an adorable area. Well, so, it sounds really cool. Yeah. It sounds like a really interesting place and it sounds like it's just so rich with history and it'd be a really cool place to visit. So when you're up and running, we will get you posted and I'll share. Maybe you guys can help me some ideas on uh, how how to to label this thing. Coming up with the Airbnb name, that's a stressful thing. That's very true. Yeah. You have to pick something that like really reflects how they're going to feel when they walk up. Like I remember when we first walked up to the, the cottage we bought immediately, I thought like, this looks like a little village. And so I was like Muskoka village, like played on the word. And then it ended up being Muskoka village. Cause it's just like, it's just what it reminds me of. And it's in Muskoka. So <laughs> um, I was able to find some, some coins. So they were old brothel coins. Like it was like, you know, you buy this token that you can exchange for no way. action. Yeah. So, um, so it's like, it's just a token. So you'd buy it from whoever, then you'd give it to the lady right? okay. servicing you. And so I found some of them and it says Kit Kats Jackson, which is the name of the city. So Kit Kats and it's like home of the tigers is what it says on it, which ironically, because of this, the high school mascot was the tiger until the 80s or 90s. They finally changed it to the Argonauts because that's what they called mine. But like, I mean, that's how prominent 
brothel life was to this town. Yeah. They actually had a, the, the uh, mascot of the high school named after a brothel. <laughs> wildly inappropriate right like um but that's just how that's just the culture of the area it's just part it's embedded in that culture like there was people who really fought to try to get those those brothels open back up and i was told that that the prostitution was still actually happening into the 70s but legally they were shut down in the 50s the five remaining brothels and there's um tunnels underneath like main street further down I think I'm too close to the creek, but on the other side and further down, there's tunnels that run so that way, like you could go into a, a you didn't want your wife to see you going into the National Hotel um, where, the, where, the, where the prostitutes were, right? So you would go into the bar down the street, and there's a tunnel that will connect you to the National Hotel. Wow, wow! And so there's like this tunnel system, and then I was told that you know I've got the creek behind the house. But what they would do is if a wife showed up, they would jump out the back into the creek and escape oh via the creek gosh. wow that's <laughs> so, so like very, i don't really yeah. know if i want to play on ghosts do i want to play on these brothels do i want to what do i want to do with the name it's like kind of hard to i feel like that's been like one of my hardest things like i can come up with the descriptions um but coming up with the name it seems like is kind of a, a, a big deal and i've been also trying to think of like a good statement like an instagram wall or uh, something right. like that but i am over the boxwood and neon lights because it's kind of just over overdone and so trying to figure out what what i can do for that and right. um, just trying to give those like little touches for those who maybe are coming from further away than yeah. like let's say me and i were away right but it's just it really is an adorable area and i have to say the food is just phenomenal everything's closed by seven which is a problem oh um, like all the restaurants are closed usually by seven. Um, they're starting to open up a little bit later until like eight. So I don't know if it was just because of COVID or, or if that's oh, really normal yeah. because it's kind of a sleepy older town. So mm-hmm. like a lot of the places on main street, like are closed, like the restaurants are ever closed by two because it's just like a sleepy little town. But it's just got, man, the antique stores alone are such a reason for me to visit. And yeah. you know, like, um Sherlock's home birthday they celebrated that in May they like like their history and what they have there so I love when towns do that and it just makes them more rich with experience so yeah well, so that's you. one thing that I'm really but I yeah so I really need some help thinking of ideas of, of I'm gonna of think about it I'm gonna like I'm gonna let everything we talked about tonight just kind of like sit in my mind and I'll try and see if I can come up with any ideas and um yeah I'll think I don't even think it. I ever sent you pictures of the outside of this house I only sent no, you pictures yeah. of all the creepy stuff that happened inside the house. <laughs> if you could send me that that would be awesome and then um when I share this podcast I'll share the photos if that's okay on my Instagram so people yeah. can sort of reference to see like what it is and I'll tag you um yeah. in them so that you can sort of see if, if we have any feedback coming back so yeah I, I realized that like I you I mean I have Instagram but I use it but usually I'm always just like posting about what the work that I'm doing or the things that I bought and I just realized like I never pu- publish like any of my finished product and just like while I'm doing it and I haven't yeah. talked about the ghosts much like my friends like on my private like Facebook page like all my friends know because I'm always like hey guys who wants to go up with me this weekend so I'm not there alone and everybody's like nope nope <laughs> and I'm like come on please like somebody like this weekend I was like come on somebody please come up with me this weekend because I yeah. don't want to be there alone after this construction uh for the first time um so it's like but I haven't really posted like all of that activity and I kind of like 
don't even really think about how much it is like how, like that literally there's something that happens every single day and I don't even realize that just because it's become kind of norm um until I'm like sending you these videos I'm like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, all so these many. weird things that have yeah. happened like yeah kind of just in my brain I when I remember it I just remember like stomping and banging and but you like don't really think about all of this stuff like how often this happens and that's just what I've caught on right. my video it's not yeah. even like all the stuff that happens when I'm just there working and I right. know for whatever reason. So it's yeah. like, I probably need to put cameras in the rest of the house too, but <laughs> again, I don't have all day, day two to watch them. So I have yeah. privacy. Like it's hard with, with cameras and Airbnbs and short-term rentals. Well, they'd have to come out. Yeah. They definitely have yeah. to come out. But yeah. I just, for now, while the house is empty, oh, yeah. especially it's just me and the contractors who are working during the day. Yeah. I think that the cameras where the cameras are, it's obvious. Yeah. Um, but like, since it's empty, I do have, you know, the cameras in there at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, when the Airbnb happens, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll have to remove them all, but I'm yeah, like, that's a future. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, like I said, I was just waiting for this construction Oh yeah, because originally it was like, well, I can get people in here renting it, but then when the construction starts, like, I don't want to deal with people being a pain in the butt. Like, right. place is going to be dusty. It's going to be noisy. Like, I just, I don't want to deal with that. So I'll just yeah. wait. And then it was so hard to find a contractor. Well, I got one and I didn't like him, but I was willing to tolerate him mm -hmm. and his misogynistic nonsense who knew everything and knew better than what I did about what my house should be. Right. Um, and so he actually fired me because I think he didn't kiss his butt enough. Anyways, he fired me. Which I and then I had to find another one, and now the one I found is wonderful and oh, fantastic. Good. So the work's finally getting done, but it's been you know I bought the house at the end of May, and we're just finally getting the construction. Um, so I'm adding another bathroom because, again, so like the one unit was five bedrooms or four, mm -hmm. and one bath, and that just wasn't enough. So um, I'm putting in another bath. The teeny tiny bathroom, but it's a bathroom, mm -hmm. with a shower, and a toilet, and a sink. So, what more do you need? Putting in yeah. another bathroom, um, and then a building a laundry room because there's no interior inter laundry room. So, and putting in my sink for my kitchenette. So, the kitchenette yeah. is done, done. The bathroom, I think they're just waiting for the plumbing inspections, and then hopefully that'll all be done pretty soon. And then, I yeah, I hopefully I hope by then to know what the city's going to approve yeah. it as an Airbnb. Um, to run it completely as an Airbnb and then I have to furnish the other rooms. Right. All right. That's when the fun begins. Well, Elsie, thank you so much. Thank you for all your time and sharing all of this. Honestly, I've loved talking to you and I'm like half creeped out, half excited for everything that lays ahead with this property. And I can't really, I can't wait. Like, I can't wait to see what you end up doing with it. So if anyone else has any ideas about titles that your Airbnb could be, we'd love to hear them. Well, that concludes our interview with Elsie. <laughs> Honestly, it really has me thinking. Are ghosts real? What else could explain the events that Elsie has experienced? In a world where we expect answers, maybe some things just can't be explained. And maybe we don't really want to know the answers. Well, until next time, bye.